Consider the words of today's opening prayer for Good Shepherd Sunday. Almighty ever-living God, lead us to a share in the joys of heaven so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before. Notice that this opening prayer, also called the Collect, because it collects all of our prayers and presents them to the Father, sets the tone for Mass. It's good to hear the words of the Collect and even reflect upon them before coming to church. And today's Collect has us consider several truths about Jesus, the Good Shepherd. What it means to be the Good Shepherd, what it takes to follow him, and where the Good Shepherd is leading us. But first, what does it mean to call Jesus the Good Shepherd? When I was about 10 years old, my mom got me a tapestry for my room with the image of Jesus the Good Shepherd. On the tapestry, Jesus is holding a lamb securely in his arms, surrounded by the words from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. I still have this tapestry of Jesus the Good Shepherd on my wall in my room at the seminary, and I think this is the image that will most come to mind when we think of Jesus as a shepherd. However, today's collect tells us that our Lord is also the brave shepherd. In other words, we can say that the good shepherd possesses the cardinal virtue of fortitude. He possesses this virtue because he means it when he says that he is willing to lay down his life for his sheep. And he is willing to do so because he knows and loves them. I would suggest to you that the truest image of Jesus the Good Shepherd is that of him crucified on the cross. For it's on the cross where the truth of Jesus' words become reality. The Good Shepherd has indeed laid down his life for his sheep. And he has done so not only by protecting us from wolves, but even more so by taking on a punishment that we deserve. We are very much in need of a good shepherd who takes on our punishment for sin. This is one of the main reasons we call Jesus the good shepherd, that he has hung upon the cross and laid down his life to save us from our sins. But now what does it mean for us to follow the good shepherd? In baptism, we too were crucified and died with Christ so that we might rise with him. And in our baptism, we are given many spiritual gifts. Aside from having original sin wiped away and becoming children of God, we are infused with the seven Christian virtues, the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity, and the four cardinal virtues of prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. And today we consider the virtue of fortitude because this is what it takes to follow the Good Shepherd and go where he has gone before. Fortitude is the cardinal virtue which enables us to face and bear whatever difficulty, whatever hardship or sacrifice we encounter 
in fulfilling our Christian duty. Fortitude helps us to do what is right and just in difficult moments. If you want an example of fortitude, look no further than today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In fact, read just about any story from Acts and you will find the virtue of fortitude. But today, notice first that St. Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit when he begins speaking to the Jewish leaders. Fortitude is also one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, which means it is a virtue that can be elevated to a supernatural level. Only with this supernatural gift of fortitude could Peter speak truth in the face of a hostile crowd, in the face of death. And he speaks the truth of Jesus Christ, telling the leaders that they have rejected the cornerstone and had him nailed to the cross. The key is that Peter does not speak the truth to condemn them, but so that they might be saved. For he says, there is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. Thus, the supernatural gift of fortitude has as its ultimate end our own salvation and the salvation of others. By Jesus, the Good Shepherd, we are saved. And this means that we too must follow him. We too must have fortitude in the face of difficulty, in the face of trial, and perhaps most importantly, when we are given opportunities to speak the truth about Jesus Christ. Do we have the fortitude of the Good Shepherd? Do we have the fortitude of St. Peter when our faith is questioned? The good news for us is that we do not have to rely upon ourselves. Christian fortitude is neither rashness nor presumption of one's own strength. While our human nature might be weak, God has given us the grace and strength to enable us to carry out our Christian mission. In this life, we follow the Good Shepherd with the infused virtue of fortitude that he has given us in baptism. And while in this life he may lead us into difficult situations that requires fortitude, the Collect reminds us that the Good Shepherd is ultimately protecting us for eternal life. He is shepherding us to share in the joys of heaven. And St. John says, See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. In baptism, God has destined us for heaven, that is perfect happiness, where we shall see him as he is. This is why the Good Shepherd has laid down his life for us, because by his death and resurrection, he has not only won for us the chance at eternal life, he has given us all of the gifts necessary to attain it. Fortitude is just one of those gifts. The Good Shepherd had fortitude. Saint Peter had fortitude. And we too have that same fortitude infused within us in baptism. The Holy Spirit dwells within us and activates the virtue of fortitude 
as well as the other Christian virtues when we are in a state of grace. And above all, the virtue of fortitude is strengthened by the greatest of all the gifts that God has given us, the Holy Eucharist. When we receive the body and blood of our Good Shepherd, we receive him who had the fortitude to go to the cross for us, to die for us, and to give us the strength to follow him. The Eucharist gives us the strength to sacrifice because contained within it is the same sacrifice of Calvary. And when we receive the Good Shepherd in the Eucharist, we are in this life given a share of the joys of heaven so that with humility and fortitude, we too might go where the brave shepherd has gone before. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.